0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IVT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this
1: episode. Hello,
0: and this is Surbam E. and we've been talking about inyonim of tsdoka and inyonim of giving to Klaw Yisrael, inyonim of volunteering ourselves in ways that are in the spirit of what the rabbi Shalom wants in terms of Asiyah oh, so was asked by the soldier, he says, isn't this a Melchemist Mitzvah? This is a Mochemis Mitzvah, correct? And Reb Dov Lando said, don't just say the word Melchemist Mitzvah, that this is a war that is, demanded from us, and therefore everybody needs to be involved. You're just saying things because they are sort of like aphorisms, catchphrases, soundbite words. He says they're gavanim gavanim, that the idea of what this war is, and maybe all the wars in Eretz Yisrael since 1948, it's a very complicated thing. It's it's sophisticated, and it's not a room for a soldier. Even someone like Erez Eshel had been, uh, been who had learned in yeshiva and learned in one of the top hester yeshivas. It's not his place to make that decision. It's something that's gabanim There's there's aspects within aspects, and therefore it's only the gedolei Torah that can determine whether this is. Melchemist Mitzvah. didn't even say, he says, you can't even talk about it. So I was wondering, can I somehow find the strands to discover the, um, what should the responsibility be for B'nai Yeshiva and K'olun in a situation if it is Melchemist Mitzvah? Now, and Should there be a a diminution of of learning during this period? Assuming that it is, or or should we change things because of it, which is what, I guess, Eris Eshel wanted to do, was to basically say that let's take out time from the usual three-star. This was basically the question that Rabdov Landau refused to answer. And here is what David Ochayan from the Shiva Birchas Avram answers. Could, could I just... Let's see it again. Yesh Mokam um, Mitzvah Based on the Rambam, because the Rambam has a category called Ezras Yisroel Miyad Sor Aleim. And we'll see why people feel the Rambam invented this category, but the Rambam, when he talks about molchemes mitzvah, he talks about he mentions the molchema against that Yeshua waged against the seven nations, molchemes haMolek, and the Rambam adds a third type of molchemes mitzvah, which is Ezra miyad tzor shabu Aleim. Ezra Yisrael saving Klau Yisrael, miyad tzor from an enemy that is trying to uh, cage them in, that's trying to tsar. that's trying to make things narrow and difficult, that is Mochem's mitzvah. Then, Rav Ochayon is something which I had not seen in any other source, and again, it, I now know if it's original, and that is the mitzvah, and you of course familiar with this, Sukim and the Torah, in Parshas Matos, parashas kiseit say, say mitzvah we go as dam achenu hakadoshim. shenishpach kamayim there's a mitzvah of goel hadam that there's a mitzvah to be called them Now this is something of course that if there would be people listening here in from the left or people listening you know perhaps even if they would say Chaz Rishol, what are you saying it's not about vengeance But basically what he wants to say is that there's two reasons why this is Melchemist Mitzvah. One is because it is Ezra Yisrael Miyad Tsar. The second is because they're Mitzvah of Adam. So we know Goyol Adam, and again, this goes on the assumption that the relative of the person killed, whether it's even Shogeg, but for sure mezid, there's a
1: Mitzvah for the relative to kill the person. We uh, passed in. Uh, Robert Kivilevich, I know that, uh, how do you call it, uh, it's implied that there m- may be a Goel Dom that the uh, the Shogeg uh, uh, should run away from, but I did not hear that there's a mitzvah for the right. family to hire one. That's uh, new to me. Uh,
0: so this is something which he's going to bring the sources for that. He actually feels, and, and, I, and I went to explore the sources. Because and um, and 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 we'll see if it holds water or not. But let's first think of the idea. And Dr. Kogan is correct. What's happening here is that the family, even in today's time, sons a Sanhedrin, sons a, a, a system of 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 justice based on Torah. The idea of Goel Adam and the, the Shita of of Rabbi Akiva versus Rabbi Shmuel that it's a mitzvah for the Goyal Adam to do his actions, is means that the fam, we, we sort of take on the mitzvah that the families have to kill the person who killed their relative. Are the two points he's say, saying correct about Milchemes' mitzvah? Um, this that Rabdov Landov said was so complicated. And let's try to perhaps flesh out the complexity, especially, and I think this is relevant to the second, to our basic theme over the last eight weeks of Tsudoka. This is an aspect of, you know, when we talk about communal involvement, the idea of we we have a responsibility, not because, as I mentioned um I think a couple of weeks ago, the P'sak that the Israeli government owed it to the hostages' families to get them back because they had been poshe, because they'd been so negligent. But even if they had not been negligent, the, there's this idea in the Torah of Goel Adam that includes everyone who is Possibly related, and if there's people who are not able to do it because of the situation the way it is, it's not like you know they could chase the guy down and shoot him with a bow and arrow, but they have to go into Gaza, they have to go into a terrible place, and somehow using the types of 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 sophisticated um identification methods and and x-rays and military intelligence, that's something that the army is doing, so in that sense the army is being involved in, in in as this great machine of being Goel the Dam of the ones that have been. The Rambam's words were, they've coming for us. They're in our land already. Well, they're not in our land anymore. We sealed the walls. I don't know if all the tunnels have been discovered, but we've sealed the walls. We're after them. So is that still called Ezra Sestral Me Yadzar, if what we're doing is we're getting going after them after they attacked us? Is that what is that included in what the Rambam is that what the Rambam means? So ohayan says that it doesn't make a difference. Why? Because it's still sure because if we didn't go there, they would come back. In other words, yes, they would scamper away into their hole, but then they would plot. They would plan another October seventh. And especially since that's what they're saying, so this is Ezra Yisrael miad sar habo alehim. Now that's that's an argument that I would like to. Of say is is I I think sounds pretty sound. I'm sure the people listening here would agree that, yes. that right, that even though technically they're not here, but they want to come back. And since they have said that this isn't just a one-time attack and now we're finished, we've made our point. Like you know, Sadat claimed, if you remember, right? Sadat claimed yes. that part yes. of what he wanted to do in, in 73 was to show that. Egypt was not weak, but he wasn't interested in having another war. Sadat, of course, was killed, as you know, but he was assassinated. But that is what Sadat, at least, that was his public statement. I'm not sure if he that really he, he was trying to show Israel that that, the, that Egypt is strong and that it's worthwhile to make peace. That's not what Hamas is trying to do.
2: Hamas... About Israel, they're like a, a a ragtag group attacking. It's not like an equal. Army attacking
0: an equal army. So you're you're asking a good question. What does it mean, miatzar habo aleihem? So what is, what does the Rambam mean when he says that? Um, so because, like okay, I said, tzar, mi, mi, Sishol, tzar There is this force. It's going to make things difficult. But is it, as Richard says, it's not all of Yisrael, is it? True, right? It's it's people in the Gaza envelope, as it's called.
1: Uh Rav Kivilevich? Yes, go ahead. I, I may say this is a little bit similar to the war against Amalek. We don't know how big Amalek, as a tribe Amalek was, but whenever never given a chance, right? They were just uh, Sone Israel, and they would just do it do till the last Jew is killed. You know, that, that kind of attitude. I think this is similar. In that's, not, it's not, not in similar. That's,
2: that's, a false, that's a false equivalence. And the Torah says that, that they were not able to wipe us out. They attacked the few, the weak in the back because of their lack of Torah study. It's a false equivalence.
0: So I, I think what Richard is saying is Amalek, for some reason, there's a special uh, genetic, halachic demand to kill them all out. And whether we can kill them today or not is, is an open question, whether we know who they are, whether we can find them or not. But molek, you have to kill zechar molek, whoever they are, even if they're in a battered and weakened state. Whereas here, Richard is wondering, maybe it's only if they really represent a threat. But if their threat is not total and complete, then you you wouldn't necessarily maybe are we saving Claudius Yisroel? I mean, we're saving the mitzvah. In other words, the first thing once we have a king established is for him to get involved in something that's called a mitzvah war. mitzvah Zo Shiva amamim. This is the milchama against the seven nations, ומלחמס mitzar alehem. Okay, that's the first thing the king has to do. Then he gets involved in wars that are called רשוס wars. Uh, wars that are not necessarily obligatory, non-obligatory wars. So other, other nations, why are you fighting these other nations? They're not in Eretz Yisrael. Because we need more space. We have to expand ourselves. That's Mohemes Rishus. Now this is interesting. This is a very strange reason, especially in our minds. But sometimes you need to, to, to fight a war to emphasize the greatness of the king and the country that he represents that that, that 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 king's reputation and sense of power is even greater, and when people hear of this this king and the Jewish nation's armies it it makes a difference
3: I think that it means in our situation that we want people to know. That we have a strong army we want people to know that you know if you bite us we're going to bite you back okay and Uh and then if we are proactive in a situation where we are attacked maybe even disproportionately we're actually saving lives and we're saving lives on both sides we actually saving lives of our enemies potential enemies
0: because when they will are... because they will surrender because they realize yes. how powerful we are
3: yes all oh, won't attack us okay so but, but well, what's interesting yes.
0: what's interesting miriam i like your interpretation and, and 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 there have been um uh great commentators who have said that's what the Rambam means that it's to it's to create fear within the enemy but the Rambam calls that mochemes rashus that's not obligatory because it's potential Right. So, in, so in other words, basically, this is so so, and, and we'll see how this aligns with what he said here. Here he said, "Saving Israel mitzar shaboa aleim." It would seem this occurs even before the incursion happens, even before the incursion and the invasion on October seventh, or you know, uh, Yom Kippur attack occurred. The idea was, look, they got to know who we are because there might be a war brewing in their midst later. So therefore, when they, by doing this, this counters, blunts their, their intentions. Oh, uh-huh. Rabbi like, that, are you yes. saying this
2: is what, this is like what they're doing in the West Bank, that sort of thing? In other words, before, I mean, there are uh, isolated, maybe that's not the right word, but 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 occasional attacks, but they're going in with larger force to try to to do what I think Miriam actually said it very well, that to let them know that if they try to bite us, we'll bite them back and we'll bite them much harder. And so that's why um, uh, maybe they're doing that as, as a deterrent, uh, to what's going okay, on. Okay, you're
0: right. The, that, the, that would the, be
2: form of a Yes, rish-
0: right, right. So that would be, but that's still only Molchemist Rishus. That's not oh. Molchemist Mitzvah. That mm-hmm. that the, that that has, in other words, just like the other idea, we need more space, right? Okay, they're, and they're not going to let us live here, so you know we got to have war with them because we we have to expand. We, we, we the population needs places to grow. We need more money for infrastructure. Okay, so let's we're going to now have a war with some other neighboring country in order to do that. Now, the, the but but as the Rambam points out and the next halacha, to do all those things, you need the rishus of bezdin. Einu, right? now, the mohemis mitzvah, which are the first three, don't need rishus bezdin. They don't need a psak from the Sanhedrin, the person who stands in the place of Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshua. They don't need that. B'choles. They go out. Uve kofa and everybody has to go. There's a sound.
3: Uh, there's a little bit of background sound. You might oh, want to. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, because I wanted to say that the, or, Israel already had that. They they're considered a preeminent army. They're able to attack Iran and Iraq with without any uh, retaliation. The, this Hamas did not fulfill that purpose because it already existed. Uh, Israel was in that position, so I, I don't see that as 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 really okay. logical.
0: But remember, when, when they, remember just they
2: took advantage of, of a political situation where Israel had 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 lost its its edge because of political inner inner divisiveness with with no octus. That that's what happened. Not that they were not scared that that Israel has a preeminent force that could have wiped them out, or or did what the, did okay. actually did what they done.
0: Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, again, I was just I, I wanted to know. Is this mechemes mitzvah? Um, we can argue whether we still need to flex our muscles. We could argue whether, you know, and again, Richard is saying everyone knows Israel is super powerful and has superior weaponry, and he says they even worry in Iran and other places of Israel's ability to reach out and and, and smash them, right? So that that's R- Richard's point. What? But my question is if. if if we're going to say that what's happening in Gaza is this, then that's not Mochemes Mitzvah. That's Mochemes Rishus. Right? And Mochemes Rishus, as the Rambam says, you need bezdin, <laughs> Right? You can't just say, you need a bezdin Meshivan V'yechad. Right? And it sounds like it's not just bezdin rubber stamps it. So, in other words, it seems like Israel cannot wage a Melchemist Rishus war today, right? Because there's no Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin are, are essential to have Melchemist Rishus. If Gaza is this, the Rambam says that that needs and Shoshim and Beechad.
3: We don't have formal Sanhedrin. But we still have enough hahamim who hmm. aren't formal Sanhedrin, Okay. Who can be
0: seen as part of Israel? Uh, okay. So, uh, what you're And again, what you need to do here, of course, is find the source of of the Rambam statement. Where where it comes from? Is it coming? And this is really the first Mishnah in Sanhedrin. That 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 one of the purposes of Sanhedrin is that it allows is for shus to happen you are suggesting that the same way and again you I'm 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 going to sort of like jump a couple of steps ahead here <laughs> this the, these are the laws of Melochim, of kings we don't have a king either right so in other words the king needs sanhedrin so you're saying well sanhedrin is a formalized body that doesn't exist anymore but we can, in a way, Miriam is suggesting, conjure up or at least give the essence of what Sanhedrin meant then, and say we have that now. Although Thank they're not, although they're not, they're, there's no place for them to sit, there's no system of of capital punishment or incorporeal punishment that's occurring. That's all based on a Sanhedrin system. But the principle about why you need the Sanhedrin, we can somehow summon up something similar now. That's basically what Miriam is saying. Now, there the is. The same way
3: as Netanyahu
0: is not a king. Oh, oh, so the that's what I wanted to say. The same way it's possible that Melech can be something else today. In other words, even though true, this is in the laws of kings, but sans a king, which we don't have, because we don't have the Mashiach, because we don't have enough, we don't have a, 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 a theocracy. The the government that is controlling the the country, these halachas would be similar to them. Meaning, there's still Mohemis mitzvah for whoever, whatever mechanism they've chosen to have the country run by, and and that would, in other words, the king. And this is really an idea that was articulated way before Hakhamas HaMedina by by Rav, Rav Avram Cohen Cook in his Chuvas Mishpat Cohen. That the king, the idea of the mishpat hamelech, is really a uh, a theme of the power of the nation. The king is really only a, an expression of the voice. There were kings during Bias rishon that engaged in wars that were not mechemes mitzvah got the okay of the Sanhedrin. And again, this is really your point of argument with with uh, with um with Miriam. But those kings weren't necessarily great Bali Madrega. Many of them were evil. Many of them didn't always okay, I'm not them. saying
2: the king were
0: but the but the Sanhedrin right but the Sanhedrin people, people Right, right approach but So so the question really is when the Sanhedrin gives its permission, right? In other words you know, again, you know that's really what happens. The Sanhedrin is deciding that this is a just war. The Sanhedrin is 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 deciding that, um, you know, uh, you know that 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 the aims are qualif- quantifiable. Um, so, and I think you know that, that's really a question of what the Sanhedrin is doing. It's not the ex- mere existence of the Sanhedrin because we know they could be coward into giving a, a response like they did at the end of Bayesheni when they allowed Agrippus to, to read from the Torah and they, 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 they were him. We've had Sanhedrin that have been cowards.
1: Um, There's still no consensus over the pre that the for, uh, the creation of the existence of a Jewish state that pre-messianic and it's secular, right? It's still not fully accepted by every facet of the re- of the religious Jewry and therefore that's what. Because, so therefore, since this is a question of uh, it's a it, it's a Medina of you know the the proper Medina, therefore milchemet mitzvah is becomes problematic. Um, Rav Cook was wondering about. And here he
0: was talking about getting involved in saving Kalyusro, but endangering yourself in order to do that. So, in other words, assuming, and again, Richard's objection notwithstanding, but assuming that the incursion into Gaza is a way to save the Jewish people as a whole, right? Despite the fact that Richard says, you know, Hamas doesn't have the power to do it anyway. Even if, even if we'd leave them alone and have a ceasefire now, they're they're never they're never going to be able to really take over all of Eretz Israel anyway. But okay, um, uh, but let's say the the let's assume it is a existential threat to all Maybe not from Hamas, but from Hamas lighting a fire to radicals from Iran and other places to somehow decide that they are going to. Again, however you're going to explain the mechanism, how all Qal is, is is under threat. But does that mean that we should risk the lives of people to do that in war? So, um, so first of all, Rav Kook says, that if it is a threat to all of Qal Yisrael, he says you don't have to worry about Bezdin. Um, and Rev Cook actually says, when someone questioned Rav Cook about this, he says, <laughs> He says, he says, even if you want to say we don't have a Bezdin, but we know that even without a bezdin, we can come up with, with legislation that goes beyond and, 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 and that we can empower ourselves sort of with a, a emergency legislation. You don't think that a threat, an existential threat to the Jewish people is emergency legislation? He says, yes, we don't have even a than to do Shah today, Rav says, but when something is so immense and large, and again, you have to say, it's the Hatzalah of Klau so the same way Rav Cook says, the way we today, although we don't have smuchim, we accept converts today, and we convert people, even though that is something that's reserved for a bezin, who has smicha, we say, there are we don't have these smuchim, but in a way, we are doing their work, even though they're all long gone and dead, but they would want us to continue. Because you need to Keep on adding to the to the to the nation by having gerim. In the same way, Rav Cook says. In, the, in an extreme situation, even without a bezdin, whoever represents this is close to what Miriam is saying. Whoever represents the Torah thinkers of the time can say, "Yes, we say we're going to do this." But again, that has to be. And the, but he says that's if it's not Bochem's mitzvah. But. Rav Kook says, if you want to say it's molchemes mitzvah, whatever the, the actions are, so now the question will be, we don't have a king. So he said, Kol Rav Cook says, Kol dover kloli hanogeya le'uma anything which is so large that the whole nation is affected by it. That is what the king's mishpatimar. Let me say it better. The Rambam paskins, that if a king decides that everyone has to stay in a curfew, and the curfew is 8.30 at night, by like to, today's starting time, and anybody that leaves their house will be killed, the king has a right to do that. The king has a right over and above the laws of the Torah to say he believes having people out on the street past 830 will cause, in his mind, a disruption of society, and he can clamp down even to the point of killing anyone who leaves their house. And if you work for the king, and the king can draft you as one of his soldiers— you have to shoot that guy and kill that person for violating a law of the king. Now, that's how powerful the Mishpat HaMelech is. It's extremely powerful. But do we have Mishpat HaMelech anymore? So Rav Kook wants to be machadesh, she b'zman melech, when there is no king, kiven mishpatay hamelucha heim what is the whole idea of why the king can make such laws? Not just, you know, laws that if you travel into the city during high uh, traffic time, you have to pay a higher amount on the bridge, like they just instituted in New York, but something which is the whole nation, the whole nation's under a curfew and through the threat of death. That's because he represents the nation. But the nation has that right to to somehow institute laws like that as well. If there's no king, if there is a nation without a king, the nation has that right. Now, even though there is no righteous king, Richard, to represent that, the nation has that power. The king is only in a way the the mouthpiece, the conduit of the will of the nation. rev Cook
2: says that because that doesn't seem to consistent with the having the imprimatur of a shem, which seems to right, be right, uh, right. A requisite for a, a Jewish king.
0: Yeah, but, but not
2: is, a political appointee, not a <laughs> not, not a man of the people.
0: So, so again, this is this is Raph Cook's words that I am quoting to you. Mm-hmm. Biyichud im come with Israel. Let's say there is no king, but there is what was before the kings. There was Shmuel. There were people who were judges on a large scale. So he says, even if it's not a Shmuel Hanavi, if there is someone who they've chosen to be their leader in the fashion of a king although it's not necessarily a king. The head of government with his five advisors. And it is appointed by the people, Alpidas Haklau, and he mentions Bezden as well, Vadai omedhu So he represents a melech. So whoever he is or the system he represents can institute things like a melech. So therefore, you know what we have here from Rav Cook is the idea that, despite the flaws that exist in the government, it happens to be the what was chosen by the people, and therefore, right, and therefore that there is like a kingly power that the Torah recognizes as true that has now been invested in that government. But I, All right, So, Reb 7 first gets into the discussion of where the Rambam source is of of, you know, Ezra Sissoromi, I'm sorry, and it's really based on the Yershalmi, not on the Bavli. Urshalmi says that Urshalmi makes a distinction between um, a um, a defensive war where they are trying to put the fear or they think that they are arming themselves um, and they think a war might be imminent to when an attack has already occurred. And that is where the Rambam found that in the Yershalmi. In the Bavli, it's not found, but that's where the Rambam's source was. But in terms of what we have been talking about, I just want to share with you very strong words from Reb Zevin on on this account. The three wars that the Medina has fought there is the, the War of Atzmaut, um, the War of Independence, the Sinai Campaign, the Six Day War, and the attrition war that occurred after the Six Day War. Those are all, he says, Ezra Yisrael, Miatzar, Why? Hey Shalono, the neighbors of Israel that came and attacked us, they have said that their purpose is to destroy the Jewish people. they want to destroy us and they want to knock down this country. Now he says, therefore, that would be um that would be definitely a Mahhemhovah and a to go to that area in the south and settle it is kibbush. We have a right to live everywhere in Eretz Yisrael. And they do not want us to definitely be close. So even though it's true that um, even if you want to say that it's true that um, we don't have your Yerushalayim is not under attack. But every place that's part of a pure Eretz Yisroel, the Ramban says there's a mitzvah to be Kovish at and not let non-Jews live there. We have to live there. We have to live everywhere we can in Eretz Yisroel. Now, again, there might be, but is it dangerous? And perhaps if it's dangerous, maybe that mitzvah is is pushed off. But one could say that this is the right to live in Eretz Yisroel. So even if you want to say that Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim will always be safe, Ramat Beit should will be safe. But the area starting from the south is Eretz Yisroel, And having Hamas there, attacking, it means the same way they came in October 7th, th- that perimeter is unsafe. Being able to go back there and live there is Mochemes kibush, And Mochemes kibush, according to the Ramban, not according to the Rambam necessarily, but according to the Ramban, is a mitzvah. That's what he says is the mitzvah of all of us to live in Eretz role today. Now, you could just move there and and buy a piece of land. But if there's someone if not allowing you to live there, you fight for that. And that's your right. When there's no melech, so you, it goes to whoever is the shilton in this time. So again, Reb accepts Ravkuk completely whether it's the community, the Memshala, the president. So, based on Rav Kook, and based also, he found uh, another Ramban that says, Mi shaha'am Vershuso. So, it sounds like you don't need a melech. Now, I think, again, Miriam wanted to say, even in terms of Melchemes Vershus, we might need a Adrian. that much I'm not willing to say, but we have to know, again, according to the Ramban, again what's let's, let's, let's be moderate gaza the war in gaza is this again richard's opinion is respected here but the, i think the argument that Ochayen was making and i think that most of us agree with although again you can push back if you want richard is that is that eliminating them means they will not be a threat to once again attack us and once again kill people in Kuala Israel and stop them from perhaps even waging even greater terror uh, attacks maybe even in greater population centers than they achieved on October 7th. That's number one. Um, the second thing, and therefore it might be Ezra Yisrael Mayad Zor, even though we're in Gaza now. The second thing is that it might be a way to get back those places. You know, Richard, you say your heart is you're on the fence. I'm sure all of us are. Nobody wants to see children, women and children being killing. No one wants to see body bags. Um, but I think we have to realize, again, what the balance is. Again, I'm not trying to make a political statement here, but our people were displaced. Our people were Run out of their places, they and 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 no, most of them have not returned. So the the war is an ability to allow them to return. Is that Goy is something which might also be dependent on having a real Sanhedrin, right? And having, uh, uh, in other words, let's say there's a person who's killed bemezid, who is killed willfully. Well, the reason why you can kill him on his way, right, (laughs) you know, he could try to run away to your Miklach before his case, is that there are witnesses who are here to testify who eventually will testify. And we don't have that anymore. We don't have a system of capital punishment anymore in place that seems to allow the Goyal Adam, the David O'chayon, is, bases himself on an interesting source that says that the mitzvah of Goyo Adam is not dependent on a Sanhedrin or a Sanhedrin of 23, that you can have a Goyo Adam even today. And it, it, it is a there is such an opinion, and there are three or four great poskim who say it. I, I think if we would weigh the amount who say it, who, who disagree, more people disagree whether it's a thing Adam. Um, there was a very moderate Rav called Rav Yaakov Ginsburg, who in the 1950s uh, wrote a, a very important article because there had been murders committed in some of the Taimani refugee camps in Eretz Yisrael. And the family <laughs> that had actually suffered the loss, sent one of their Avengers to kill the murderer. And this, of course, was a big scandal when it occurred. So Ginsburg wrote a, 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 a real um, extensive article, so Krachmo, who died in 17, um, sorry, in 1661. He was a student of the great Rabiol Sirkish, the Bach. And he was a Chavrusa, the Bach's son-in-law, the Taz, from David Alevi. What was the case? Somebody was killed, and everybody who knew the killer was. So there were close relatives and not-so-close relatives. A not-so-close relative wanted to force a closer relative who had money to do whatever he could with the authorities to get that murderer taken care of. The murderer was a non-Jew. Can the family use the Rabbonim to force this man to do the mitzvah of avenging the blood of his relative? So Rav Krachmo, who was known as one of the great Poskin the true Semach not, not the Lubavitch one. My, my hundreds of years before, that's a matzadek. He says it's a mitzvah. Go Adam. Go Adam is a mitzvah, and just like every mitzvah, you can force a person to do. <laughs> There's always going to a person to do. Um, now, if a person doesn't want to maul his child, best than can force him. You don't want to get, avenge the death of the person who killed your relative. You have to. Now. Let's say, if he can't do it, he needs to pay money for it. Let's say a bris. You have to pay a moel. You don't know how to do it. Here, too, you cannot go after this guy. What you need to do is is, is sign the papers, travel to the Capitol, hire the Pinkerton detectives, whatever it is. That's what you have to do. Now, maybe it doesn't apply to a guy. So he quotes a beautiful medrash. The medrash says that when um, when uh, David HaMelech was going to uh, attack and fight Goliath, he took five smooth stones. Why did he take five? Each one was symbolic, the medrash says. One of them represented God and one represented Aaron. Why did it represent Aaron? Because, as the medrash says, Goliath and the Pelishtim had sacked and you'll appreciate this, Dr. Kogan they had sacked Shiloh they had sacked the the, the Mishkan they had killed Chafni and Pinchas they had killed Kohanim Aaron in his Olum Emma said I'm the Golol Adam <laughs> okay, now he's not alive but Aaron somehow was saying I'm the Golol Adam I have to somehow get revenge against the Pelishtim and their agent Goliath. So the Radak actually says that even though Aaron was the Adam, even though the Pelishtim were Goyim, and Aaron was a very distant relative, right? He was a very distant relative. He's not a brother. He was, perhaps, they were all descendants of Aaron, but a great-great-great-great-great grandfather, whatever he was. Still, he's the Adam. So you see, a goel is anyone who is a relative. Krachmo goes even further. He says, we know, the Gemara in Baba Kamba says, there's only one person who doesn't have, the Pusik says, if there's a person who doesn't have a goel, to give back what you stole. The Gemara asks, who doesn't have a goel? Doesn't everybody have a relative? And the more says we have a person who converted, who never got married, who has no children. That person has no, everyone else has a Goel. So you see the idea of Goel, even Goel Adam included, is anyone who you can somehow find is related through the father, which could be a very distant situation, but that person could step in the shoes and be called a Goel. And the Rambam says that, anyone who could possibly inherit. It's not the seven people that you make yourselves Tame to if you're a Kohen or that you sit Shiva for. It's any relative who you could possibly be related to. And that is, um, he says, when it comes to burial, that's something that's a special din on the seven relatives, Avelus, but this idea of Goel Adam, he says, yes, it's the closest relative first, but if they can't do it, then it's anyone, because we're all related. Therefore, he says, that you need to do whatever you can. Now, that means to go to the authorities, to go to the police. Now, how about if, Krochmo says, you discover that in order to get the murderer, you're going to have to pay off bribes. You're going to have to pay off lawyers. And, and now the the amount isn't straightforward. To get this guy, who's this Bugsy, who's so well protected, you're going to have to go through all these ugly hoops to be able to get him. Says that It would be hard to say everybody has to do that because we know what's going to happen. It's going to be so expensive, nobody's going to want to do it. So the only thing he's willing to say is normal procedures need to be followed, that whoever the relative is and he has some money, he can be forced to go through the normal legal procedures to do what it takes to avenge the death of the person who was killed. Now, what about the extra money? Who should pay for that? Because you're not going to get him unless you do the bribe, unless you bribe, unless you somehow get, you know, you know somehow get into the inner chambers. He says, look what he says: the community should pay for it. K'day their apirta. And this really takes us back to something Miriam was saying. If you don't get the Nekoma from the murderer, then Jewish blood will be considered open season. And it's going to happen again. And therefore, everybody The whole community is in danger. So therefore, everyone has to shoulder up and help. And he says, this is what we've done. He says, many times we worked with the leaders of the community, and we tried to get them to set up go'alim, people who would go after the murderers. Sometimes we knew we probably weren't going to be successful because we probably, the guy is so well-connected, he's some rich guy, some guy that we're never going to get to him. But we still made a noise. We still generated an uh, 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 an issue. We still did what we could because this way they realize that we're not sitting still. They need to know that we're not bris So Richard, this I think is a direct response to your point about the big the murderers are in Qatar somewhere although you know the actual guys they they probably chose are not and this i think really aligns with 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 what miriam was saying and others were saying that this is the statement otherwise jewish blood again will be spilled and this has nothing to do with a government well, let, let me explain it better the first part of what we said today, the first two thirds of the year today, were: Is this mechamis mitzvah? Do we have a melech? Do we need sanhedrin? This is, is this is not about the, whatever you want to say. There is a Jewish community. The Jewish community has that responsibility. However, it's however it is uh, constructed, halachically or non halachically The problem is, as I said, most poskim disagree with the tzemach tzedek. Most posts can believe there is no mitzvah goel Adam today. So there are Rabionas and Ibishitz um, disagrees with him. Um, but the great So Rabbi Rabari Lev Heller, agrees basically with him that there is a mitzvah goel Adam. The great Ragitchever, the great genius, the Ragatchever says also there is a Mitzvah goel Adam today, although there is no Ir Miklot <laughs> for the of, for the person to escape to. So, based on the day of Goel Adam, it's it's not going to sound good in the New York Times, but it sounds like there might be a basis to at least generate a response to show, based on this, that we don't let Jewish blood be. Heavy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom.